Anthony's new book is out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out anthonymindel.com slash unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and get your copy of Unstuck today. Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. This episode of In The Moment was recorded in May of 2021. On today's episode, Tony chats with actor Gentry White. Gentry is known for his roles in Jet, The Shannara Chronicles, and Unreal. They talk about facing the resistance of ourselves as actors, finding true happiness in the industry, and of course, living in the moment. Gentry's latest role in Leopard Skin premieres November 17th on Peacock. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In The Moment Podcast <laughs> with my guest, my friend, long time I have since I've seen him since our Vancouver days <laughs> where we would go out and dance. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Gentry White. Yay. This is where yeah. we push the applause button. Gentry, right, it's been right. a hot minute. And I was just saying, you look amazing. I haven't seen you in a hot minute, but... Oh. Thank you. Catch us up on what's happening. So <laughs> the journey. Like where do we begin? <laughs> yeah, like where do we start? It's been a while since we've spoken. I know. So uh, just for our listeners, so you've done a lot of work. I remember you were, I don't, what was your breakthrough? Because um, I just have some of your shows here. You were on Turn, uh, yeah. Shinara Chronicles with Marcus. You yeah. remember Marcus? You know Marcus? Yeah. yeah. Unreal. I think you were shooting Unreal when I was when we I were up in Vancouver. The last yeah. time I saw you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what's so? How's the journey been? The journey has been a journey. What can I say? You know, like some days it's really good, and some days yeah. it's real, real tough. You know, yeah. but I, I mean, I honestly believe uh, just staying mentally ahead of it as best you can is the thing that kind of gives you the longevity that's needed to be able to do this because you know in my early 20s uh having just moved to LA I think the expectation of how things would go was far different than how they actually end up um Mm -hmm. and I think just being able to survive through the emotional turmoil that goes on between, you know, showing up here and actually existing here and trying to work. You know, I think, I think it can be a lot at times and it definitely has been for me, but I'm honestly so grateful to say that I'm still here and still working and just very grateful to to be here. This is year 11 for me. So. Whoa. Yeah. It's wow, like, I didn't know it was that long. I mean, yeah. like it's not that long, but, but it right. is. But- but it's also like right like honoring your own path and i know sometimes these these sayings feel so cliche but it's so true right like i remember 
you know, because you were in class with a lot of people who maybe broke through. Sometimes that's a big thing, right? When other people start breaking through in your class and you're, yeah. you haven't yet, and then it creates the stress and the pressure or the questioning of, am totally. I doing it right? What's wrong with me? And, and that everybody has their own journey, right? And, yeah. and then you broke through, but it's, but it's also right about like timing. It's about, like you said, the expectations of us thinking we're ready for something. And it's not that we're not ready for something, but things unfold as they should, not as we want. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. Just kind of trusting the process and just constantly trying to put out good work because you really don't know how things will will turn out, you know? Cause like even just talking about, um, Turn was my first like television role, like proper role. And uh, I'd actually auditioned for season one of that show. And it was my first producer session, I think that, and it was like such a big deal that they, I even went to producers for it. And uh, I didn't get the part, but then they brought me in like eight months later, straight to producers for a different role that I ended up booking. That and so it is just one of those things of, of, you know, like just putting in good work and, and going along with the process because a lot of times, like I was like, you won't even, you want, you might not read again for that show or that show might not come back around. And it was a show at the time that I really would have wanted to be on. And I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of it. So, yeah. It feels like, it feels like maybe that show was a little ahead of its time. Yeah. I think so. I, I think, think so. I'm thinking that now, right? Because yeah, especially the subject like, matter. Yeah, I think the it subject would matter be really. Yeah, like right now, I think it would be something that people probably would watch even more. And and the fans of the show still like have rewatches every year. Like they tweet about it and stuff, and and it's a really good fan base. So. Because I mean, for our listeners, because it was about the Civil War. Right. And soldiers yeah, and yeah. yeah. It's all about um, it's all about George Washington and how he uh, basically like but, but before he was even the president of the United States. And I played his uh, the right hand man, you know, his his slave that he raised and he bought when he was like, I think I think my character was maybe 17 when I was bought initially. And so by the time the show started, I was in my 20s and stuff, but it was a great show. I mean, I, I, I love period stuff. Uh, I always have, and I love that kind of costuming and, and everything. It feels the most far from like myself and I, I enjoy that more than anything, so. I was just gonna say like, kind of circling back to what we were talking about earlier though, also finding our way is also about finding ourselves right and like totally so how has that journey been like I remember like sometimes in class we would clash because I always hold space for where I know the actor can go and who they are in a weird intuitional way right yeah but, yeah. but sometimes the actor isn't doesn't want to hear that or isn't ready to hear it and is like yeah right? yeah so um, I mean, I think for me, I think I've I've done a lot of growing up out here. I mean, I became a whole adult having moved to LA. So my entire adult life up to this point has existed here. And so between being in your class, probably within the first two years of me living in LA to now at, you know, I'll be 32 this year. It's just, there's been a lot of growth that had to happen. Um, 
both with my work, but mostly internally, you know, and I can say for me, I was like, I, whenever I kind of became more true to myself and the things that I liked and cared about. And I, I, I do feel like I've always been pretty good with following my intuition and kind of knowing what I needed to do to move forward. And, and I'd like to believe I'm the kind of person that whenever I figure it out, it's like, I'm going to do it. Like I have to, because now I know, you know? And so I think the, the growing process has been really hard. Um, mm. it, it really has been, you know, I was like, there's definitely been a lot of ups and downs, despite the fact that I'm so grateful to have been working pretty much, I mean, consistently for many years now. Um, am I at where I thought I would be? No, you know, but am I at where I'm supposed to be? I think so, you know, um, yes, which is the interesting course. thing. Yeah, because I just, I, I don't, um, I don't know that the idea that I had in my head of what I wanted is actually what I would be able to handle, you know, at mm -hmm. certain points in my life, at least, is how I saw it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, so that's a, been that's comforting. Good, I mean, that's a really interesting point, Gentry, right? Like, it's almost like the ro the romanticizing of those images and and yet then when you look back you're like whoa that's not I wasn't maybe it's great to have these goals and you're getting there but like yeah maybe you're not really prepared emotionally or mentally to fulfill yeah. that thing that we yeah. I think we're always giving ourselves a little more credit in terms of our I don't know where we are versus where we think we should be you know right. But I also think like for me, I remember, I'm just I see very clearly in class, I remember one time, you know, you got really upset with me and I love all this is not, not some, please yesterday. Oh my gosh. Actors, <laughs> they were so upset with me. <laughs> it hasn't you changed. It. You can Andrew. handle it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. You know, but <laughs> I'm a provocateur. My job is to, you know, I, I guess my, my memory, one of my memories is like, I just remember, because obviously you're so talented and that was never a question, but me wanting more of you. And I remember you're like, well, what do you want? And I was like, I want more gentry. And you're like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what you want. <laughs> but that's But that's also the thing about sometimes in our learning, we haven't yet, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. That's why I always really respected you, Gentry, of like, but you hadn't caught up with the part of me that sees the thing in the actor that I know is like, it's sort of like the obstacle is the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so I'm seeing this big, fat, beautiful, juicy, awful, and yet awesome obstacle that is the thing that I'm asking the actor to go into. But I don't even think for, for some actors or just like in my own life, we're not, that thing is foreign, it's scary, we don't wanna label it, we don't know what it is maybe yet, and to have to go in there is a real reckoning. And that yeah. it, it takes steps to get there, but, but you did get there, and that's part of, that's also then what creates really great work. That's when you started to drop into yourself and you start to book jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, yeah. Because the yeah. thing we resist is the thing that we actually need. So that's mm -hmm. what I was calling it. This is also for my listeners, because I think it's really important to understand like the thing that we resist is the actual thing that holds the, 
I don't know, the beautiful parts of ourselves that make us who we are, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, it can be so, it can honestly be so hard to come to terms and have to like face those things. It was like, cause you kind of know, you like you kind of know certain things about yourself. It's a, it's a matter of like, well, how do I get there? And what do I do when I am there kind of thing? And I think, um, I think I had to kind of like, go and figure out some stuff on my own you know i think having just moved to la and being in a class like yours where there's so many fantastic actors and really solid people there and you make a lot of friendships and stuff and i think sometimes we get so married to the class that sometimes we it's we have to take a step away from it to just hone back in and like remember who we are as an individual and that we're not the class as a whole but we're just like an individual actor who came here with skills and abilities already because I do think that sometimes um, as much as I love class I was like it can be a bit daunting and a bit uh, scary at times and it it can unless you looking at it now it's like unless you can go into it already knowing that you may feel a bit uh, um, consumed with classes rather than than the booking of the jobs. I mean, as much as I love class, it was like, I think I think there were times that I felt as though I, I couldn't expand further where I was at. And I think, I think we're told that we need to, you know, have a lot of tools in our tool belt. And I think saying at any one studio or whether it's uh, UCB, Anthony Mindel, um, Stan Kerr Studios, whatever it is. I was like, I think staying at one place for for a really long period of time and not mixing it up. I was like, I think that can be to our detriment sometimes because I was like, it's important to be challenged by like other voices, other teachers, you know? And that's one thing I did love about um, your studio is that we were able to like be in different classes with different teachers to get that perspective just within house, which was really nice. You know, because Jonathan Kehoe and Lindsey Frame were my primary teachers, you know, the, the time that I was there. So, yeah, and I mean, and they were both very different, but both really great, you know. Well, yeah, it's just people giving you different, seeing different things, which may be the same thing ultimately, but said slightly differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also think like the thing about going to different places, sometimes I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And then I also sometimes feel like, different places same faces or same places different faces meaning <laughs> like we can't ever get away from ourselves right so we're still oh yeah yeah like well it's just like what you said different people like like saying the same thing it's like I I do believe that it was like somebody can just say it to you in a way that it was like this is what they've been saying but until you said that's it right. that way did I that's actually right. get it and I was that's like right. and that's the, that's the biggest thing as far as like gaining gaining different um perspectives of the same you know craft so yeah i mean yeah. that's true of life too right like i was telling my boyfriend something last night and he's like ah oh, i've been telling you that for two years you know what i mean <laughs> oh, no. yeah but you need to hear it i mean you file it away and i think i think that's also what's beautiful about learning and about discovering ourselves like it's not that we don't hear something that rocks our world or scares us in terms of like confronting ourselves or uh, the, like the real pattern of growth that occurs. 
So it's, it's, I always, I've never forgotten this um, anonymous, uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous uh, sort of motto, which is once an alcoholic knows they're an alcoholic, they, they can't ever undo that knowing. Mm -hmm. Right now, that may not necessarily mean that they won't continue to drink or they won't reach for sobriety, but that does change their relationship with alcohol because they will always know that they have an issue or a problem or a challenge or are, are an alcoholic. Right. And so right. I, I've always found that that principle to be really interesting because so we may file away a note or something that really seems to be a, a big aha moment, but we're not we haven't caught up with actually taking action to like reconfigure our lives or change our lives or do whatever it is that we need to do. You know what I mean? And so that's yeah. why then two years later, somebody tells you something and you're like, oh yeah, that thing. It's also yeah. like gentry for me. I like, cause I'm older than you, obviously. Like I see- Barely. Oh, please. I see, <laughs> I see patterns in my life where, okay, same thing. Like you can change the landscape, but I keep coming back to myself. And so I have to keep working on dislodging those parts of myself that want to keep me stuck at a different level, but the sort of the same dynamic. But that's also yeah. life, right? Like, Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. The thought that comes to my mind is that we think um, we have so much like wrapped up into booking the job right yeah. and it's yeah. like and i can say having having you know worked the past handful of years on multiple projects at this point it's just like no matter where you go no matter what job you book unless you're like truly happy f with yourself it doesn't matter doesn't it's matter. like and i was like and that really i mean and that's probably like the biggest lesson that i think i've learned over the past couple of years that i don't know that you can find outside of being experiencing it and knowing that like you as as a kid as a teenager as a young adult like you get into this industry and you're trying to book these jobs and and then you finally book it and you're like oh my gosh yes like this is it this is something this is gonna like you know move the needle kind of thing and yeah it does but then you still go home and you don't feel you know you don't feel like like there's like forward momentum happening even though it's clear that it is it's like, well, what is that disconnect? And it was like, because you don't feel it's like you don't feel like like it's good enough. Like you don't feel like you're maybe good enough kind of thing. And I think for me, um, I just finished a project in Dominican Republic earlier this year. Wow. And yeah, and I just wanted I, I knew going into that project that I wanted to reframe the way that I thought about working jobs. Um, because I've gone into other jobs with such high expectations of like, this thing is gonna like be something, it's gonna life. change things yeah. and it's gonna yeah. be that thing and stuff. And you work so hard at it, like you get hurt, you get sick, you do all this work for this like end goal for it to ultimately not live up to the expectation that you put on it. But it was like the thing that I should have been focusing on is being present in being a part of the project not the actual outcome of the project. And it was like, that's what I, I took to Dominican Republic. And it's, and it still, you know, sustains me now to think that way that like, I don't know where the project will end up, if it'll be good, if people will receive it well, but I was like, I know that I enjoyed myself. I know that I did good work and I felt what I wanted to feel as an actor while I was there. And so whatever else happens to it is just, 
this is just one job of what I hope to be many. So I just move oh, forward, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. That's so beautifully said. It's so true. I mean, I have so many, first of all, you're adulting, <laughs> but that's a bit, but this is a big, here's the thing, right? Like, especially in our business and especially, I don't know, maybe the social media-ing of our lives and the media yeah. in general, like it's constantly selling this, you know, bill of goods that when it's like, it's really about the, the, to me, the it's, we're so focused on the climax and not on the foreplay, right? We're not in the minutia and we're only in the opening night. We're not in the rehearsal. We're only at the premiere. Yeah. Yeah. The, The sad thing is, is premieres are one night only. It's yeah. not sustainable. So after a premiere, what happens? You have to wake up the next day, either in your own bed or somebody else's. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I gotta like, get, now I have days to live and then there may be another premiere, but it is really like the micro. This is so good that we're talking about this because I also, I was thinking the other day, it's interesting for actors, maybe for me, because I came from the theater and I had worked a lot in the theater in New York, right? And so- yeah. They were, there was a rehearsal process and then there were eight shows a week, right? And so every night you're more, even though we had an opening night or we had previews and opening night, we were more in process all the time. So it was more of like little mini moments as opposed to the Yeah, yes, yes. And I think what you just said was so beautiful about whatever happens with this project, that's not really the point. The point of being an actor, oh, look, you're making me really, I'm getting emotional about it. This mm. is so something that I really feel like has been something I'm always trying to teach actors is like, if you go to the premiere of this thing, it's going to be great. It's wonderful. You get to see friends. You'll get to indulge in the ego part of us that, that everybody's sure. like, oh, you're so amazing. <laughs> You're gonna win awards. But the truth is, is what your takeaway, aw, Gentry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Awkward silence. Our listeners are like, did, did something just go out? No, no, we're here, we're here. We're just I'm like, crying, we're, we're, it's just, I'm having we're sitting, a moment. We're sitting in this moment, we're gonna sit in this moment. Is like you go back in, and you're like, oh my God, the moments that I had were the real reasons why we do it. Yeah. This is what always trying to impress upon young people about the moment about in the moment you and the director or you and your co-star or you and yourself being brave to express something freeing and and emotional and powerful you in the moment going to places you didn't think were possible you in the moment letting go of the expectation and instead dwelling in what was in front of you and that yeah all of that stuff cumulatively is the real reason for doing it. It's not yeah. the fucking end product. It's not, because I can tell you the end product will usually never quite be what you want it to be. The same. That's right. You know, yeah. it's like, it, it'll be it'll be good for what it is, but like you said, it was like that premiere will happen, people will watch it and then it'll end. And it was like, and so if you focus everything on that end moment, then I was like, then you were already looking so far forward that you didn't enjoy what was currently happening. And I've done that too many times at this point and yeah. I just I for, I told myself that I wasn't going to you know get to a place that that would have me feeling so down at the end of this because I was like I've definitely worked on enough in different roles and projects that 
no matter who cast me, no matter who it is, I was like, there wasn't, there wasn't an excitement anymore. There wasn't like a, that bubbling, that, that energy that I had when I first came here that made me want to like fight for stuff. It was just kind of like, okay, you know, like this is just another thing that'll probably like not turn out well and whatever, but it's like, no, I was like, what it is, is that I would come home and then I would reflect a year later on like the work in the show that I had just done the year prior. And it's like, man, that really was good. And there was that fun moment. And like, man, she was really funny when she did this thing and stuff. And I was like, that's what I needed to be focusing on. I needed to be focusing on enjoying the the new actors that I was meeting, the locations that I was fortunate enough to shoot in, like the surroundings, the opportunity, like the food, the culture, whatever it is. It's like, there's so much to gain personally from just being fortunate enough to work and to go somewhere and to have people like, helping you look like something, you know, getting to wear cool clothes or whatever it is. And it's like embracing more of the process is what I think I've, I've definitely had to learn to push myself through because it, it'll come and go. There's moments where it's like, damn, I wish I was like doing that. You know what I mean? But it was of like, course. but then you might do that. And I was like, even when you do that, it was like the guy or girl sitting at home is watching the screen saying, man, I want to do that. They don't even know how the actors themselves feels regardless of what they just saw on screen you know and I was like I have enough you know actor friends who when we see the product on tv it's like oh that was so cool what was that experience like and then you hear that like oh I was pregnant they didn't even have a chair for me to sit in like that kind of stuff is what you hear and so yeah it's just it's just interesting like this whole process is the, the past 11 years has just been really really um interesting I've grown a lot out here oh, in LA yeah you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. I mean, but Gentry, I think you were on that path anyway, because I remember in Vancouver, because we would have like deep talks. And I remember you talking mm -hmm. about, because again, I think this is what's interesting. Like you're on a show, you're in a city for six months or something, and you're just like there and then you're working. But I remember you talking to me about like, wow, so like, so this is it. Like, this is part of being a working actor but also when we put so much stuff in what we think it should be there's no mm -hmm. way that it can't be a letdown and i'm not yeah. saying i'm not trying to speak for you i'm not saying that you were talking but, about but yeah. a certain job being a letdown but sure. you were really reconciling like okay well now what like i got the thing that i thought i'm supposed to feel over the moon about and now that i've settled in doing the work i've realized like it's not about that but this yeah. is what i think is unhealthy about again our culture and about the fame aspect of it and also maybe certain schools of thought or or ideas of it's not just actors but training to it's all about being famous but what does that mean you know there's this documentary mm -hmm. it's about social media it's called um, um oh, oh shoot i'm forgetting what it's called right now uh, uh fake famous uh, that's it on and, hbo and max yeah, that's right. Yeah, What's the same yeah again? I watched it. Um, fake famous. Fake famous. Fake famous. Yeah. But to me, the statistic blew my mind where he said like 20 years ago, when people were polled, young people, like what did they want to be when they grew up? You would hear a doctor or zoologist, right. right? An engineer, whatever. 80, I think it was like 85% of people now polled just want to be famous. Yeah. Not being, you know, a person who comes up with a vaccine to save yeah. you, 
not yeah. for somebody who comes up with an invention to solve climate change, not for somebody who's coming up with a way to reduce plastics. No, it's yeah. just fame. Yeah, yeah. So it's so. I think this is what's really mm, for young people going to be very um, can lead to a lot of mental health aspects can lead to a yeah. lot of depression can lead to like you know acting out like really realizing like whoa what is being sold to me isn't a real thing it's not fucking real right yeah yeah today's podcast episode is sponsored by we audition receive 25 percent off with the promo code amaw on weaudition.com the video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Enjoying In The Moment? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for updates. And I think being on the other side of like things not looking real, I'm just like, no, you, you have to understand that like, even the people that you're looking at and they have these sort of lifestyles, I was like, they're still struggling in ways that like you wouldn't even fathom, Never like you wouldn't even think about. And I was like, and taking breaks from social media is so important. It's so, so important. Um, you know, during the quarantine uh, last year and stuff, I, you know, I had to take a break from it altogether. And, and it was really good. It, it definitely like makes you more present in your own bubble, only things that affect you in the spaces that you're around. And I think just as an actor and as emotional people that, that actors are, it was like, that can really weigh on us. You know what I mean? It can be very triggering whenever it was like, oh, I was just scrolling and now I see this thing that like, oh, this person booked this thing. And it's like, ah, you know, now my day is a little different, you know? And I was like, and I think just doing things to prevent um, those kind of triggers and stuff, like just making sure you're in an emotionally healthy place to consume so much outside world in your world, you know? Well, I think, Gentry, again, you're saying some really interesting things. I, I had lunch yesterday with a, a, a good casting director friend of mine, and this person mm -hmm. does so many big projects. Like, But it was interesting because we were talking about, again, like the, uh, you know, the presentation of what people put forward on social media isn't what's really going on, right? It's this curated right. life. And it's not, it, it, when you when we compare our like humdrumness or what we think are failures or just our like, oh my God, well, my life doesn't seem to be one checklist, check mark after the other when I yeah. compare it to the social media personality. And then you realize like he was just saying, because he knows a lot of well-known people in the business, obviously. And and like, but but that's not what's real. It's not what that person is really up against. Or again, that that being the lead on a show, I think, is also does not uh, remove our own struggles of being human. Yes, and challenges. You know what I mean? That's that that I know exactly what you mean because I was like, yeah. it just go ties into everything we're saying. Is like you can be the lead of that show. It can be the kind of show that you were like, oh, this is something I really wanted to do. And then you can do it. And like, you might enjoy it for like the first handful of months or something. And then it truly becomes a job. You know what I mean? And yeah. that is what I think we have to remember is that as much as this is a creative and artistic career choice, 
it's still a job. And sometimes it's going to feel like just doing a job. And, my, you know, my team has had to remind me of that because I kind of get in this, like, I, I want it to feel and be this. And I, you know, oh, and if it's not that, then what is it even for? You know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. well, it's for you to be able to survive, to be able to maybe make the projects that you want to feel like that about and stuff. But not everything is going to have so much like um, meaning to the world as far as the work that you might end up doing as an actor and stuff. And that's one thing I've had to, I've had to learn and, and stomach because I, I think I felt, I think I was a bit pretentious. You know, I only wanted, I only felt like certain content should even exist and other things were just so beneath the world that like middle-class America, I was like, how could you guys watch this? But you know, I, it took, it took people talking to me and just kind of being like, you know, there's, not everybody wants to come home and watch, you know, a Nicole Kidman HBO Max series about her getting like thrown around a room or anything. And right. so there, there's, there's content for everything. And I think just humbling myself and just doing the work um, has really been something I think I've learned in the past uh, two years. And I think the quarantine, the quarantine changed so much as far as like my perspective of life in the world. And there were so many heavy things that happened and you know people that passed away that I think it gave me perspective of what was most important in this world thus making me go into this next project with a different perspective than I had on any project that I've been a part of because it was like I'm just grateful to like be somewhere and to meet people and to just exist in this world I'm grateful to be alive I'm grateful for my health you know I'm grateful to be able to say words and to have a team that I trust and that still believes in me after all these years and stuff. And I was like, I think just focusing on the things that I'm grateful for rather than like, oh, but things would be even greater if I had this or whatever. And it was like, you think that and then you get it and you're still feeling the way you did before. So, you know, it's like, where, what are you really looking for? And it was like, I'm looking for, I'm looking to be fulfilled by myself. You know what I mean? And it was like, there's multiple things outside of acting that can be fulfilling that I think is important for us as actors to do because I, I have put so much energy into like trying to work into to be successful in this thing that I've been trying to pursue since I was 16 years old, you know, in North Carolina, not knowing how to do this. Like nobody could help me. I didn't know anybody that did this. You know, I moved to LA by myself and it was just like, like, how do I do this? But I worked really hard and I feel like I made a lot of sacrifices, you know, to get to where I'm at right now. And I think taking a beat and just being grateful for where I'm at and, mm. and knowing that like forward, forward momentum and progress is happening, despite how um, small it might feel. Those small, those small efforts build up to being something really big. And, and sometimes I forget that. And then I'm reminded by it, by just like reading for a role and not getting it. And eight months later, you know, this casting office hasn't called you back since, but then you end up booking that, that job and stuff. And it ends up being a job that I was like, oh, that was one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite projects, you know, and the way it comes together just makes it that much better. I mean, I think you're, I think we're talking about so many interesting points. You know, I think kind of what you, two, two things I want to mention. Uh, one of the things is like, 
and you maybe have been on some of these sets, uh, this casting director and I were talking about, again, it's not all actors and not all sets, but like how in the first season, everybody's so excited and, and curious and be, and it's such an opportunity and for actors, right? Like it's a big breakthrough and they're on a show. But then if you're not vigilant about, again, what you were talking about, like really enjoying and exploring the process and the moments, it's funny because he was saying like how by season two, a lot of actors have gotten really, they've all slept with each other. They all yeah. hate each other. They hate yeah. the show. They, they forget that the sort of the, the polish has worn off and then it's yeah. like, oh, it's yeah. a job. It's like just a job. And 100%. so they lost sort of the, the connection to, again, the artistry of it. And I think that there's always an artistry, even in something that feels formulaic or something that can feel reductive or derivative. Yeah. Still, there's always some more purposeful way to go in and so that you're, you're finding joy in it. You know what I mean? I get yeah. it. Maybe if you kept doing that for eight seasons, for some people that would be, they need to get out. Although other people have been on shows for 20 years that, that and it works for them. You know what I mean? It becomes literally yeah. a job. Yeah. But I, I mean, think, there's so many. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead, Gentry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying there's so many different um, types of uh, actors. Like everybody wants different things. Right. And so it's like, you know, I'm very specific with my team as to like the kind of work that I want to do. And yeah. I feel fortunate to say that I was like, I think I've done a lot of the work I want to do, but it's also because I, I will turn down a lot of work that I don't want to do, you know? Um, yeah. 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 Well, um, you're like a poet. You're like a Renaissance man. I think this is also the challenge when you, are you, okay? what sign are you? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio. Okay. But I think the thing is, is it's also like what you were saying earlier. Sometimes I think the artists, especially in this modern age, but maybe Shakespeare, Shakespeare talked about this as well. Reconciling like, some things are just about entertainment is oftentimes about escapism mm -hmm. as opposed to I'm always interested. I'm not really interested in escapism. I can appreciate like that, that kind of stuff, like a blockbuster movie for, but I'm, I'm lit up by the examination of the human condition. And so yeah. yes, that might not be as popular you know, like in the Midwest, <laughs> like you said, there's yeah. something where people, but I also think this is the commodification of the world we're living in. I don't think industry and technology, like Netflix doesn't really want us to think for ourselves. They want people to just turn off and binge on a show, which is yeah. fine at one level, but at another level, you start to see like, oh, it's really not about free thinking sometimes. It's really about sort of disengaging, using art as a way to not provoke and think but using it in a way to sort of turn off numb yeah no, numb numbing yeah. yeah yeah it's numbing yeah well and that's that's the issue that I that's the issue that I have with like a lot of not uh, with some projects that I would get appointments for is just like I was like I want to do stuff that like one makes me feel but also like makes other people feel something and I think I think you can feel a lot with like you know these more procedural style projects and stuff I, I truly especially now I think people's writing for those kind of shows has has gotten a lot better because yeah cable style shows have have become you know the, the thing and I think they're trying to trickle into other other um 
networks kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I think it's, I just think it's, um, I think that's, that's the kind of actor I am. That's what makes me feel good. And I was like, and I'm not interested in becoming like famous in, unless that is something that comes along with like the work that I did that I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And it was like, I was just talking to some of my castmates and we were, a few of us were just kind of saying like, if we only did projects that only, you know, a handful of people saw and really liked and stuff, but we enjoyed it. It was like, I could live there. I could just do this, you know, because I was like, that's what I want to do. I was like, I want to work with people that like are passionate about the craft and the and creating. And I feel like this last project, um, actually I was cast by the same um, director who, cast me in the project prior you know I, it, it's a series called leopard skin and um we had done jet together but i just felt like that was the most collaborative group of people it stars carla gugino and um her partner is the director writer and it was like this like when i was there i was like this is this is what i was wanting this to feel like like i was like and to the point that like it made me like it made me sad to think that it was just like oh wow like this is rare like like yeah. to have like you know your lead actor and the director writer to be to to like be making this in a way that it's collaborative it it does it feels like we made something together as a yeah. group of people rather than like oh hit your mark like you're going to wear this like uh like like you don't really allowed to give suggestions to anything it was like we had more freedoms to be able to do so much and I was like and I think knowing that that is more of a rare um, instance in this career than not I think that's important and I don't think I realized that early in you know and so I'm glad to know it now you know to yeah. not go into jobs so precious you know so well yeah I think you've been humbled and I have like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, these, that synergistic, uh, explorative, more, it's like a laboratory in a way, right? It's a collaborative thing. Yeah. It's much rarer than people realize, right? But it also makes me sad, Gentry, sometimes because I also, since you know, I'm like a big proponent of like, to me, it's always about the moment and exploration of the moment and how sometimes like you had an amazing experience, but isn't it beautiful that you had something that made you realize like, oh, this is what it can be. But I think yeah. a lot of actors don't even realize yet. Like I was telling somebody in class yesterday, like he's just saying the lines the way they're supposed to be said, as opposed to his own, his own sort of discovery in the moment of how the lines can come out of his mouth as he experiences them. So there's a whole other world waiting for him yeah. that he doesn't even know is there yet. And that's okay, because that's where he's on his journey. But, but to me, sometimes it makes me sad where people, they think acting is, I don't know, just learning the lines, saying the lines a certain way, being on a hit show, making a lot of money and becoming famous. I'm like, wow, it's kind of yeah. sad. Yeah, like I was like, I definitely didn't sign up for that. Like I definitely didn't like come into it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. not. I was like, because you, because you might, you might get on that show, and then you'll do two seasons and kind of be like, oh, you know, or you'll meet, you'll end up meeting other actors who like their perspective of this, of this like field is different than yours, and it kind of like hits your ear in a way that's like, oh, I'm not actually doing that, huh? Uh -huh. Like, I'm not actually yeah. like experiencing those sort of like 
highs from this job, you know? And it's like, and I was like, and I wanna experience those highs, but I think knowing that, you know, they they don't come every day. I think that's that's what I've learned and I've grown from, you know? Cause it was like, you have to know that it's like, it will not, it will not fulfill everything within you to work. So even when you, so you're in class, you get your agent, your headshots, you're doing all of this stuff. And it's like exciting because everything is like new and, 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 oh, I'm trying to like get this rep and like, oh, I just got signed by this person. And like this, this headshot by this big person. Now I'm in Anthony Mindel's class and I've gotten into like this like level of whatever. And it's like, all those things are very exciting, you know, but after a while, like we said, it was like, you know, season two, you know, you don't need new headshots. Season two, right. your reps are already here and you don't, you know, there's nothing else to like, you're not seeking out new reps. You're just like auditioning. And it's like, yeah, I'm getting these auditions and you get those auditions. And it's like, oh man, I got, you know, this audition for this HBO Max show. It's so exciting or whatever. And then you don't get it. And it's like, okay, you know, and then there's other jobs. And then it's like, then you don't get those. And then there's other jobs and then you don't get those. And it's like, eventually it's like this, it kind of like plateaus and you realize that it was like, well, I'm not, I'm not running towards like trying to get anything anymore because I'm in this class that I like, I have my headshots, I have my team. What do I do? I'm just like saying these words and now we're doing self tape. So you don't even get to be in person to like get a redirect or anything. So I was like, so then that feels even more stale. And it was like, so then what do you do to sustain yourself to feel like a whole person? It's like, you're only, um, your only reason for living is to like be on this TV show or whatever. And it was like, and yes, that will be fulfilling. But like I've said, you will get that and then still feel that way and be like, well, what is it? Cause I, I thought that this was going to be the thing that would make me feel all the things that I thought I would feel from doing this. And it's like, it's not. And I think, um, I mean, if, if I was to give any kind of advice or anything, I was like, that's what it would have to be at this point in my life is like, we can't put so much energy into booking and working on the job. I was like, doing the work to get that is really the thing that it, it. like we would have to focus on, you know, and being collaborative with other actors. And, you know, even the girl, um, one of my friends from Unreal, who I self-tape with, it's like doing tapes with her feels so good because it's like, she's a real actor and she really wants this. And it's like, it feels like collaborative and like, Sometimes she'll give me a note and I'm like, I'm almost embarrassed. And I was like, how did I not see that? It's so clear. After you said it and I did it again, it felt, it hit differently. And yeah, I was like, yeah. in those moments, those moments are, that that's what makes me like go home at night feeling like, like, yeah, like even if I don't get it, I know I gave, I know I turned in good work and these things will line up over time. If I can just survive out here, if I can muscle through the, depression, anxiety, and the, you know, uh, weird relationships that you may or may not end up in and different things that can happen out here. And there's so much that can, that can pull you away from your, your goals out here. And I was like, and I think just trying to figure out how to navigate through that within yourself and others is just like, that's, that's half the battle because so many people will go home. And it's like, and if you can just survive here you know, mentally, emotionally survive out here in LA. It was like something will come from it and stuff. And I I think I've just seen 
that come into fruition for me. And I'm, I'm honestly just so grateful. <laughs> like, I'm so grateful. <laughs> Gentry, you're chasing the right things. You're really chasing the right things. You're chasing that the ephemeral, mysterious weirdness of being alive itself. That's what the work is about, right? Yeah. So, you, know, you can't chase fame. You can't chase the things that aren't, those things are illusory. So you're in the right space. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're running out of time, but I'm like, yeah. I love that you said weird relationships. I like that could be a whole other podcast. I want to know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's true, right? Like, that's also part of like living in LA and you're like, oh my God, I thought this was love. And then you're like, what the fuck? What is this? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think in my head, I'm just thinking about like all different types of, of relationships because you meet a lot of people here. And like I said, I was like, I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anybody when I moved here. So I guess I'm thinking more about there's, there's relationships with people that will elevate where you're at. You know, and not in like a schemey kind of way of like, oh, well, I'm going to be friends with this person because like maybe, no, no, they no, will, I get well, it. you know, but it was like, you know, relationships with people that like, when you see them, they see you they and they see, see you. what you're trying to do. And they're here to like help you push forward the way that you are with them. And um, yeah, I think, I think that is so rare to find. And I think because we have so many self tapes that we do with other people, that's such a vulnerable space. And I've gone through so many readers over the years and stuff. And, and, you know, people like fizzle out and different things like that. But I was like, when you find people out here that really are looking to like help you push forward, it was like, you give them that same energy back because it was like, when you understand how hard it is to like find good, not, not, I think a lot of people are good in LA. I'm not even going to put that on LA. Like I think there's a lot of good people in LA, but people that you connect with in a way that, you know, gives that forward momentum to what it is you're doing. I was like, you got to keep it close. You got to. I thought when you, I think that's all really well and good. I thought you, <laughs> weird relationships. I thought you meant like you dated a vampire once or something. I had a vampire. I did. I, did. Yeah. <laughs> I had a real, this is a whole other podcast story I'll have to tell sometime. I had a real self-proclaimed vampire uh, who was a producer on a project of mine that obviously he's, he's no longer attached to it. But <laughs> but I, I, it was so L.A. when he told me he was a vampire. I was like, oh, OK. Well, anyway, like mm -hmm. it's almost right, like, right. Sure. Just, of course, you yeah, just, you, you process it because it's so L.A. And then I later found out, no, he really does identify as a vampire and like mm -hmm. has crazy vampire parties. But mm -hmm. it, I, it goes to show you your first sort of response to things weirdness in LA is you're like oh okay well that's fine Let's yeah keep yeah <laughs> and which then, I love yeah I love that LA I mean LA let's okay so Jedry let's do the speed round here okay okay it's really fun if you weren't an actor what would you be I would be a counselor or therapist oh I can see that Oh, yeah. what, what's your what's your favorite film of all time or just your favorite film oh man Tony I don't know that's know. just a movie you like right now then I, I watch more tv shows because I like miniseries more than anything oh, you do I know you 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 talked about is it the undoing wait what's that show um, um I did watch the undoing I really like oh. I just finished morning show and I thought it ended really well Okay. Um, yeah, enough. like, I, like, I don't know. I watch a lot of stuff, a lot of like TV. a lot of TV shows. I'm not, I'm not as big into movies these days. Cause I, I like, okay. I like to sit with something for a while. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's something you can't do without? 
Um, right now, my air fryer. Oh my god, everybody's getting air fryers. I guess. I'm Listen, air fried salmon. Air fried salmon. Get into it. <laughs> oh god, I don't know if I can do salmon anymore. Have you seen Seaspiracy? Oh, Gentry, you got to watch that movie. No, come on. Oh, no, you have to. Okay. Salmon okay. is literally like. I mean, salmon. I hate to. I'm gonna just do it because we have to educate. <laughs> literally, most salmon nowadays is farm salmon, which you think is a good thing, but it's actually polluting and destroying. Like it's terrible for the environment and it's also cruel to the fish. And also the actual salmon fillets are really brown and then they use salmon coloring. The coloring, yeah. So, yeah, I, don't know. I have, yeah. Right. No, no, yeah. So watch, watch Seaspiracy because you're for a sure. very uh, socially conscious young man. I love it, but you, you, you watch documentaries. It's beautiful and also really scary and sad about the depleted fish industries, the ocean. Yeah. Okay, that just took a downturn there. Uh, what's, <laughs> what, but, but air fryers. Okay. Who's your right, celebrity right, right. crush? Who's your celebrity um, crush? Give me male or female. Okay. I mean, for me off the top of my head, Viola Davis and Jake Gyllenhaal are definitely like two people uh, that I would okay. be like, I would get a little giggly to maybe Crush. meet. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, what would be advice for your younger self? Wow, that's a great question. Just know that it will get better. Like, it will get better. It won't be yeah. the best right out the gate, but it will progressively get better if you work on it. Yeah, I agree. What scares you the most? Probably just getting shot by a police officer for not doing anything. Uh no, we went there, but I was like, that's probably what. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, Gentry, I, I, I kept wanting to come back to to talk about that. I mean, I talked, I've talked about that with a lot of guests about you know the social justice movement and also equality and diversity and casting now. And like, I mean, well, maybe I'll bring you back. Like, I mean, I think I'm glad you went there. I mean. Yeah, and I have a lot have to say to, about it. So yeah, yes, as far as the industry to, goes too, yeah. We have to speak truth to power, right? And like, I think America having to reconcile and deal with, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm really challenged by America these days. Even with Trump gone, mm -hmm. it's still really challenging. Oh, know? yeah. Uh, so I appreciate that you said that. And I think I should just leave it there because you saying that as a Black man also speaks volumes of what life is like for most people yeah yeah you know I, mean? I i do get quite nervous when i'm outside of my house and i see a cop uh -huh. you know and i'm pretty nice I, I like to think but i was just like damn like being nice wouldn't be enough if they were just like on one like you just you just never know so yeah i'm sorry gentry yeah yeah that's intense yeah um well let's end on a, a more <laughs> hopeful note because yeah things are, yeah things change but things change slowly right like that's the other thing yeah um but uh how what, what's your definition of love self-care like focusing on Good like one. focusing on like yourself you know i think i think that's mm -hmm. the most love i think it kind of goes into what we were saying before like you're not gonna like find love by doing this job or a different job or whatever it's like it's going to be an accumulation of things that you're going to have to seek out you know within yourself to ultimately like have love to find love to be in love with yourself like i was like you it, it's all it's all internal 
for me before you can like go outside of that. Mm, so I concur. I always say my definition of love is just this moment right now. That's lovely. Aw, Gentry, it's so good to see you. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Gentry, just tell tell the listeners uh, like where they can find you and uh, what is is the project you're talking about, is it a movie or is it a show? Are you waiting to hear or is it coming it, out? Or It is a limited series. Um, okay. I was told that it should be out later this year, but we won't bank on that. We'll just see yeah. whenever it comes out. But um, yeah. it's called Leopard Skin. Okay. And uh, yeah, you can find me at Gentry White on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks, Gentry, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to In The Moment. Don't forget to see Gentry White in Leopard Skin, premiering on Peacock November 17th. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for more. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job.